Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 82 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Telligent, a variant company, a leader in community software for support communities and digital marketing. Its social software solutions help bring together modern collaboration technologies into a single integrated suite that includes social applications and social services, which enable organizations to create communities of interest for their customers. Telligent solutions include both external customer and internal employee communities. A customer service community enables you to answer a question just once and then scale it to an unlimited number of customers. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Freeform Friday. As you know, on Freeform Friday, we go freestyle and talk about whatever we feel like because it's Friday. And today I've got a special guest to help us talk about whatever we feel like. And our guest brought to us today's inspiration and the book of the day. So let's talk about today's inspiration. Oh, but before we do that, I want to remind you that those free 30-minute coaching sessions that I've got for you at sociallysupportive.com, courtesy of Telligent, a Varen company, you've got to sign up for those in the month of December, and clearly time is running out. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click that button so that you can get signed up today. What are we going to talk about? We can talk about any of the things that we've ever covered on the show, but I would think maybe it being the end of the year, maybe you want to talk about what your goals for next year should be. Maybe you want to talk about how you should be designing your strategy so that your digital customer care is all aligned together so that you've got one structure over your social customer care, your digital chat, all of the different ways that customers can contact you. What if you want to fold your community forums into everything else you have going on? Whatever it is, I'm here to help you get it completely resolved in one 30-minute phone call. So make sure that you sign up for that coaching session today. All right, let's get to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration that our guest brought to us comes from Dan Gingis, the Senior Director of Global Social Media at McDonald's Corporation. And at the 2017 Insight Customer Service Summit, Dan said, your customers are going to give you the best information and feedback that's out there. So listen to them. Great words of wisdom from Dan. And our book of the day also brought to us by our guest is by John Ronson titled, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And speaking of today's guest, let's go ahead and introduce you to today's guest. She carries over a decade of experience in consumer marketing with extensive work in digital and social media strategy, including community management and customer care support. As Director of Global Product Management Digital Solutions for Sykes, she manages SM Edge, the strategic Sykes solution providing comprehensive, cost-effective global social media customer care. 
Current programs include support across multiple industries such as telecommunications, technology, financial services, consumer retail, membership organizations, and more. Prior to joining Sykes, she developed programs for a number of global and national companies, including, and this is a long list, Nike, Starbucks, Nestle, HTC, Microsoft, Animal Planet, Discovery Communications, the USO, NBC Universal, Bravo, FX, Dodge, Audi, Dark Horse Comics, and more. She has served as an instructor for Media Bistro and a panelist at a number of social media thought leadership events, including the Insight Group Customer Service Summit recently, and is also the author of two novels. She has been on previous episodes, including I think the last time you heard her was on episode 46, Top 3 Community Forum Best Practices. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Sarah Grace McCandless. Sarah Grace, it is so great to have you back on the show. Oh, thanks, Frankie. You're always so generous with your introductions. It's so nice to be back and and talking with you again. Oh, I'm so glad to have you back. And I'll tell you what, I love to tell people everything that you've done so they know that when you're giving your thoughts about what's happening and what we should be looking at, that your opinion is well informed. So maybe that whole big setup lets them know that (laughs) we know exactly what's going on when we're talking to you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. So listen, there was uh, this book, I thought maybe you might want to just say a couple of words about the book of the day. It's So You've Been Publicly Shamed by John Ronson. You've brought it and it sounds like it's a really interesting book. It is. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many great book recommendations on this podcast. And this one is, it definitely dot lines to what we're doing in terms of the digital support and care world. I read it about a year ago, and I tore through it in two days. It is fascinating. Basically, it's essentially a collection of different case studies and stories about the aftermath of what's happened to certain people based on online exposure, online bullying, you know, sort of online backlash. And so it's just really, really fascinating. Social media is a huge component of it. And I just think it would be something so informative and captivating for this audience. Oh, I am definitely going to get this and sit down and take your recommendation about just blasting through it in a couple of days, especially ahead of, you know, a lot of folks are taking time off for the holidays. But this airing the Friday before Mm-hmm. the Monday that's going to be Christmas Day. So this would be something great, guys, for you to just reach out and grab and see if you can get through it really quickly. Yeah, take all those holiday gift cards and from your Amazon and your local booksellers and put them to put them to good use. This is a good investment. That's right. All right. <laughs> so I I know that you are going to be talking to us about something that is really great, I think, for us to be thinking about at the end of the year ahead of next year when we're going to be maybe making some changes. It's a good time to just take inventory of what you've got, why you've got it, whether it still makes sense. So you're going to talk to us about three key factors in digital customer experience design. Do you want to start us off with that? Absolutely. Yeah, this is something, you know, we get asked about at Sykes all the time. It's a core component of the support that we provide. We don't just sort of put the cart before the horse, right? So we have to think about where do we need to be? Why do we need to be there? How do you even know how to start to build that map? So For the first key factor, the first point is listen, what I call listen to learn. So what does that mean? Well, again, there's a lot of organic data out there that you can research both on your own channels, your own digital channels, and also indirect mentions that might be occurring in different digital spaces. So 
first and foremost, I think before you would even know how to draw that map is you got to figure out where that organic volume is. Where is the bulk of the volume taking place? And I will say to remember to go beyond what I would call those traditional social networks or touch points. So not just maybe Facebook and Twitter, but all of the digital ecosystems. So that would include your community forums, and that can include owned community forums that you manage as well as third party consumer review sites, social messaging apps. Let's not forget those. Some are tied in more directly to a traditional social network like Facebook and Facebook Messenger, and some are on their own like WhatsApp, which is doing some really innovative work in the customer service space. And then, of course, consider chat as well. You know, Frankie, you and I were just at that Insight conference, and one of the hottest topics there, I think, was about the announcement last month about Facebook Messenger customer chat, which essentially will allow companies to leverage Facebook Messenger as their web-based chat, as well as use it through the Messenger app. And the history of conversations between the two will be all gathered into one collective repository. So that's huge news. It's a blending of chat and social that we anticipated coming for quite some time. And it'll be really interesting to see how that develops as we move into 2018. But going back to volume, I guess, you know, really the thing to think about is kind of two key words, actionable volume. Because without knowing this, you're really designing your customer experience channel design in a total vacuum. So looking at where that volume is taking place, How much of it is actionable, which just simply means it warrants a response because some things maybe don't, you know. So, for example, if somebody was tweeting a link to an article about your company and with no commentary, you know, they're spreading the word that's you could like that or whatnot, but it may not warrant such a a deeper response. And I would also say, too, you know, you can learn a lot from your organic volume, including what we call ticket arrival patterns. So. When are the mentions coming in? What are the hours of day and days of week? And that's important once you start thinking about resourcing and staff, because it, you know, we know that social and digital is not a nine to five Monday through Friday world. Mm-hmm. And finally, too, you know, I talked about direct mentions. So that's when a consumer might be coming to your owned social channels and or tagging you directly to they're basically calling you directly right in the digital space. But there's a lot of indirect mentions out there, too. And we're definitely seeing an uptick in that becoming a core part of our programs, at least from a listening sense, if not an engagement. You have to be cautious about how you engage in indirect mentions and make sure that you're welcome to the party. But there is a lot of opportunity there. You know, we have uh, at Sykes, our Insight Analytics team is a really amazing group that does a lot of listening analysis and recommendations on voice and text, but also social media. So we conduct a lot of proactive research studies to inform our clients how consumers are perceiving them and their social presence and support. It's interesting because consumers, they don't know your rules of engagement or your social playbook. They just know what they see and they know what they see. Are you responding or not and how you are responding? So we use that type of reporting through our insight analytics group to help really inform the program design in terms of where to begin. Oh, that's awesome. So the first thing that we need to be doing, guys, is listening to learn and take these steps that Sarah Grace has talked about, assessing the organic overall volume, determining how much of it is actionable, understanding the priority and the complexity, like she mentioned, the ticket arrival patterns, and then make sure that you're including all of those relevant digital touch points. 
So then the second point that you were going to bring up, Sarah Grace, is what? So the second, once you have this data, is then then it's time to roadmap the priorities. So once you have all those important insights from listening, the data should really tell you what channels offer the most organic opportunities and where the priorities lie. What you do based on that is resource accordingly. And that would include the allotment of digital agents based on these channel insights. So for example, let's say 80% of your volume was taking place on Twitter and 20% was on Facebook. I'm speaking only to traditional social media channels now. You would want an 80-20 split of how your support staff is assigned. You're not going to put, let's say you had 10 dedicated social agents. It would make no sense to put half of them on Facebook if that's only 20% of your volume. You want to make sure that you're putting the troops where they need to be, so to speak. And of course, extrapolating that to consider, again, that overall digital ecosystem. So you might be surprised at what you find. You might be surprised that organically right now, you know, depending on your target consumer, they're using Twitter, but not Facebook at all, but they're super active in your community forums. That's why I think it's super important to create a digital strategy and not in a vacuum. So social has its own strategy. Community forums has its own strategy. They really need to be created together. And on that note, that kind of leads to another conversation in terms of channel ownership. You know, what channels do you have active first and foremost? Who owns them? Is it marketing? Is it customer service? Is it, is it a, a shared space? And on that note too, you know, after you have all this data in terms of where that organic activity is taking space, are there channels that you have open that really are not worth your time that should be retired? You know, you don't have to be everywhere just because the option is out there. We're seeing more and more of our clients really focusing in on maybe, uh, you know, a Twitter, a Facebook messenger and consumer review sites, because that's where their target consumer is organically going for that support, or that's where they would like to help drive them and nudge them towards as well. You know, if you are sharing between marketing um, and customer service, that's very, very common. You know, we design with both objectives in mind and really try to serve as a, a trusted and an expert advisor to bridge any gaps between these two departments. You mentioned my marketing background in the beginning, and I can't tell you how much that certainly comes into play because I speak both languages, you know, and we're seeing more collaboration between these departments and helping to foster that. But if you are sharing that space, are you working on that collaborative strategy together? And are you using the same tools and technologies to execute? I definitely have had some clients who have come to me at the onset of our program design and said, well, you know, marketing is on Sprinkler, but we're on Lithium. That can get really clumsy being on these different platforms versus, you know, really kind of choosing one and having it set up to assign. These are marketing cues. These are customer service cues. Maybe there's stuff that kind of falls in between, but really it allows you to ebb and flow and work together as a more collaborative team. Your objectives are the same. I mean, let's be honest, for, between customer service and marketing, you know, customer service, you're looking at productivity, quality assurance, response, speed, and satisfaction. And marketing is after brand awareness and brand sentiment and engagement and brand advocacy. But one directly impacts the other. So you want to make sure that you're both hitting your targets. Yeah, that's a great point. And when you're trying to get your reporting, I've seen where if you can agree on one piece of technology that will allow you to have the marketing side and the customer engagement side all together, the reporting can be really rich that you get out of those tools. Absolutely. Thankfully, we're seeing some really exciting product roadmap and development within these tools as well. And more of a blending between 
what does marketing need from it and what is customer service? So I think we're just going to see more and more of that as we move into more of a digital transformation. Yeah. So the third point I have is, you know, so you've done your research, you've done your homework, you've got the data, you've drawn your roadmap. That's where you start, right? So you need to embrace ongoing calibrations. You know, digital customer experience channel and program design will never be a one-time set it and forget it scenario. That's just not how things work in this industry. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah. I was putting together something in November a recommendation and it was based on Twitter's kind of current uh, functionalities. And sure enough, a week later, they doubled the count of the tweets from 140 to 280. So got to go back, make sure that everything that we have documented is now accounting for that in terms of our training and whatnot. So, you know, this is a living, breathing space. It is constantly evolving. We are, you know, in the heart of some really exciting digital transformation right now. And there are new functionalities and technologies emerging on a regular basis. So I really think calibration, ongoing calibration is going to be key to ensure that your program remains very relevant and and successful. You know, going back to your comment earlier about reporting, Frankie, that's really key here. And it kind of ties our third point back to our first point. I really think that reporting protocol, you know, it's like we look at tracking and measuring and analyzing, of course, how our teams are performing. But we really also, what can we learn from the communities and those digital support channels? You know, where are the volumes taking place from where we started to where we are this week versus next week versus next week? You know, how are we seeing any fluctuations in direct versus indirect mentions? What are those topic drivers? Are we seeing pervasive issues? Are we seeing things kind of growing in one channel versus another? Again, keeping attention to those priority levels and complexity behind the queries. So we like to look at these on a weekly basis and provide that week over week comparison that helps us pinpoint any fluctuations or trends that, you know, might inform the need to adjust or optimize that original channel assessment program design. And, you know, all of these points, Sarah Grace, that you're bringing up, which are fantastic, it's such a good time right now. While the listeners, you guys might be sitting at at home, it might be holiday break already by the time that you're getting to listen to this episode and you're sipping your eggnog, and the thought starts to creep in the back of your mind, what am I going to do for next year's goals? What should I be focused on? And these, these types of exercises, figuring out what you should be factoring in when you're doing your digital customer experience design, these are key things right here where if you're doing your assessment of the overall organic volume, if you're following these steps that Sarah Grace lined out for us, then I think that it becomes clear where your focus should be. And as we said, with more and more channels coming up and popping up all the time, to Sarah Grace's point, companies are starting to really start to hone in and focus in. And where should you be? Your volume will tell you, your customers will tell you. So if you're digging into the reports, if you're looking at all of this and figuring out what makes sense for your customers, then this process right here helps you understand and bubble up. It'll tell you what you should be doing for the next year. So Sarah Grace, thank you so much. It's so timely for you to come and bring this to us so folks can be fresh in the brand new year going, okay, I know what I'm going to focus in on. I know what reports I want to pull. I know who I want to talk to, to make sure that we're going in the right direction and set our strategy for this year. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've seen a lot of really exciting developments over 2017 and more to come in 2018 and probably at a more rapid pace because it seems like it's picking up very, very quickly. So on a daily basis, I feel like there's 
something new to learn. So looking forward to seeing how that informs our strategies moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll hear more, I'm sure, everybody from Sarah Grace. She is a fantastic guest. I know we got a lot of people tuning in when Sarah Grace is on the show. So we'll be very excited to have her back on in the future. And we're going to get some of her predictions for what we think we'll be seeing in 2018 in digital and social customer care. We'll include some of her thoughts on that episode as well. All right, so let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Telligent, a Verant company. Why community? Why Telligent community? Well, as Sarah Grace was just talking about, when you've got a community that you can go and look at to sort of take the temperature and find out what are they talking about, what is working well, what is not working well, communities are a great tool internally for your company to take the temperature, find out what's working and what's not working. They also create a compelling return on invested capital and give your customers the support options they want. We've talked just recently about millennials and what millennials are looking for in digital and social customer care. And one thing they want in their customer care is choices. Sometimes they want to self-serve and look up their own content. Sometimes they want to just have a conversation with other customers and have that feeling of community and have that sense of belonging that is umbrellaed under your brand, which is great for you because it creates more stickiness with that customer. And you know that when you're going through supply chain that they want a company who's been around, who's tried and true, so that they can make sure that they're going to be starting a very good relationship. Telligent has been around since 2004. So that gives you that longevity right there. And they've been doing a fantastic job ever since. So Head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash Telligent for more information on Telligent and how they should become a part of your digital customer support strategy. All right, let's talk about jobs. Do you have a job opening or are you looking for a spot? Either way, email me your information at Frankie at sociallysupportive.com and I will play matchmaker between perfect person and perfect position so we can continue doing fabulous work out there delivering customer care on the World Wide Web. And if you want to know how a particular company is doing the great job that they're doing, let me know that company name. I'll find out who's running their program and we'll get them on the show to tell us exactly how they do that. Okay, this has been Freeform Friday. Tune in on Monday, Christmas Day, and we will have a special Manic Monday episode for you. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Sochet. This is Sarah Grace McCandless. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you Monday. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time.